Welcome back to my lovely IHP community. Before we go, we have some channeled guidance, even though my voice is seriously uh, on a roll to down, down, down. <laughs> so I'm going to try and keep it together. <clears throat> this might be a short one because I seriously have, um, I don't know, it's, it's not the vocal cords. I'm pretty sure we're having some important ascension energies for my lovely 5D mystics. And so on that note, a 5D state of consciousness is a person who has integration of the mind and a restorative embodied self. It's for those who are compassionate beyond a reason, and it is the person who's a Zen master in the Zen tradition story. So we tell the people who are actually non-disciples, and those would be all adaptive children who are not looking to become their functional adults. They're not looking to repair they're not looking to share compassion with their loved ones. They're looking to prove they're right. They're looking to have power and control. They're looking to make it all about themselves, and then they'll withdraw. They're basically in a trauma safety behavior, so they're in yellow and red. They're not attuning to you. They don't even care about whatever it is you are because they are in defense mode. So it's not about them not caring in the sense of they don't care. It's that they're defending themselves. So the traumatized safety behavior means I want to maintain power and control. And if I don't, I'm going to make sure to try to. And I don't trust you. And I don't have esteem for you or myself. And I don't have intimacy. I don't want it. These are all emotionally unavailable people, which are the majority of people that are not in the 5D and definitely enlightenment soul age group. So other soul age groups in 5D, there's areas where they are available to be mature areas they're not the enlightenment soul age group is a person who is instead available to be in a green zone so ventral vagal social engagement and all and so it's a person who's a zen master we know how to work with our anger if it comes up we know how to work with our sadness if it comes up we know how to work with our panic attacks if they come up and we're not pointing fingers at the system even though the system is disappointing, but that's because we got 3D, 4D people and adaptive children in the system. So we're going to try our best. Thank you, 5D educators and people who are 5D and functional adults to try and ensure we get more integrated minds and restorative embodied self individuals up there in systems. So mindfulness, meditation, these work your neocortex. If you start to engage in interactions with people where you lift the compulsive thief what does this mean so those who have shame cycles they have a shame button that's heartbreak gut wrench torn apart and it can be dissolved when met with compassionate eyes in the zen story with Sadguru, he shares that the zen master tells the disciples who have circled the compulsive thief to forgive the thief they say they won't because the thief has thieved and he says you must forgive them and they repeat no we won't because they thieved many times, and he says, you must forgive them. They say, we're going to leave if you don't kick the thief out, and he says, you must forgive them. And due to them not wanting to transform, that's what adaptive children will not want to do. They're not trying to repair or have a conversation. They're upset, and they're trying to prove they're right. doesn't matter what type of dialogue or interaction we're talking about. They will be in their yellow, so whatever you're speaking doesn't even matter. They won't remember it, and maybe they won't remember what they speak, or even if they do, they will not have enough adult stomach or heart or mind to speak their truth and to be vulnerable because they don't want to. 
and they don't address that they don't want to. While an adult will say, I'm very, very upset, I'm very destabilized, I'm very much unsure of what's happening, I'm very embarrassed, I am in a state that is clearly not my usual, and we will not be ashamed of having done everything we can to be in a actual relationship. And so that's what happens when grown-ups are in relationships. We move towards fierce love. So we know that vulnerability is never in the absence of risk. And we know that it means sharing your heart on your face and from your mouth and everywhere. So authenticity. And it's okay when those who are not in a secure attachment in their own body, so they're not their own safe havens, and they are not their own secure basis. So their body is not feeling unconsciously loved with their flaws and imperfections, but their body feels defective. They have an inner critic and outer critic in their mind, so they're not their secure base, supporting their own desires, values, and upholding themselves with inner growth. They are too busy either criticizing themselves or others. And then they're not choosing equanimity and neutrality when facing those thoughts and emotions. They choose to deflect with patterns that are not for their well-being, whether it be alcohol, drugs, sex, or running, or food, or work, whatever it is that becomes compulsively their go-to to stress relief. They will not acknowledge that it's in excess. They will allow themselves to self-soothe. They will not know that they're not nurturing. The reality is they choose to ignore that they're not nurturing because their body will share with them signs of modulation and dysregulation. And they will just look at the movie and say, no, no, the movies tell me that it's okay to be basically this. So that's the first and only way I can excuse people who say that they're intellectually smart and then they allow themselves to be compulsively doing things. The other part is that they don't learn the good psychoeducation as well. And so when they are in a space of in karmic hangover, <clears throat> which is where 3D, 4D is at, they shy away and then they lock themselves up, unfortunately, in the victim mode and they don't grow from that. They, in fact, basically hide and mask the shame in whatever way they can, suppressing it. And that's what's taking place for 3D, 4D people right now, some of them, with karmic hangovers. And that's for not us, but when we see that, what we will meet those people in karmic hangover with is compassionate eyes and hearts. For it is their life, not ours. And so compassion can simply lead to a person understanding that if you cannot be your own safe haven <clears throat> and secure base, there are others who can. Now, the disciples who are non-disciples, they like to point a finger, shame, blame, fault, and revenge each other. So we don't support that in any way, shape, or form. And like the Zen master does, we will say, you know, it's not really, not really nice. And, or, no, we, we don't agree. There's many ways we will disengage from being in behavior that is unnecessary and we will, in fact, extend our support to the compulsive thief so that they may have an opportunity if they want to get out of the shame and dissolve that defectiveness button. And those who are accepting it, which is where our other groups of people are right now, they take that and say, yes, I want more. And yes, I will pay attention to my um, actual well-being. I will look to align myself with my uh, inner desires, with my inner values, 
with my inner world. And so they take those seeds and they <clears throat> actually allow themselves to bake baby steps. This doesn't mean they move into 5D or not. It means, simply put, that that shame has found a way to dissolve thanks to the compassionate eyes that have met the person whose life is still, for them, their self is still worth fighting for. And that's why fierce love. It's not about you do what we want you to do. When a 5D person is in any relationship, is we want you to be yourself and to choose you, not us. We've already chosen ourselves. So love cycle people always choose themselves because why not? And how do you not choose yourself? The ability to be an integrated mind and restorative embodied self for the love cycle person is straightforward. We always choose to be the best version of ourselves. We don't need religion and we don't need spirituality to do it. And we don't need a belief system. We actually choose based on the fact that I'm a human and you're a human. And if my heart breaks when you treat me a certain way, I know your heart breaks. And very simply put, I won't break your heart. I'll try not to. And if you tell me I did, I'll try saying I'm sorry. And how can we work with that? And if you give me a way to work with it, we'll work with it. And if you don't, and you want to try and shame or blame or fault or guilt or revenge me, I will know how to ensure that I stay within the realm of what is my own love for self and respect for another. We learn how to navigate adoptive children, non-disciples, <clears throat> very easily since I was a teenager it was very straightforward and once I got to be a grown-up and I was uh, in situations again and again uh, I actually am very much eloquent in how to support myself when faced with gaslighting ghosting manipulation it's, it's very straightforward and the more people I meet the more I learn how to recognize those patterns since we're all patterns and the adaptive child pattern is a straightforward one, and revenge is very straightforward as well. It's a sad one, by the way, as is vindictiveness, as is spitefulness, as is envy, as is jealousy, and again, gaslighting, ghosting, manipulation when done with the charge states of those adaptive children who are trying to prove their right, trying to take control, maintain control, because really what's happening is they're not knowing how to handle the situation. Their emotions are in yellow, and they're not able to speak about that. <clears throat> and so they're not safe, which is why we don't uh, put that finger, if you will, and say, tell me everything now. No, we will actually try to have just a straightforward conversation until, obviously, uh, we might not. But that's very few times that people will find themselves not being able to see the truth. So whether people speak up or not, the truth is always what comes forth because consistency is the truth. So if you're inconsistently inconsistent, that's your consistency. The ones who are vulnerable in a way that allows fierce love to be a part of our equation, that's why we learn how to love more as we get through our years. And then the love cycle people, we feel more and more ourselves. The quote-unquote breaking point for any person who is a love cycle person, when it achieves its moment for you, that's your moving into the complete physical mastery, and that's you completely connecting to the sphere of consciousness for my 5D mystics. So you speak more of Krishna Lila, 
even though there's still a lot to do with uh, Shiva and Kali, of course. And on that note, um, as you move into your mysticism, for any of you who have clairs, if you're completely in a 5D state of consciousness, this means you have grown your oversoul. So you have a bunch more of compulsive thieves and the non-disciples in your little sphere. And you also have more Zen masters. So we're a lovely group of people. Now the Zen master doesn't kick out anybody again. So the disciples that are non-disciples, they get to stick around or not stick around. That's up to them. As all relationships, the <clears throat> 5D person is uh, able to create secure connections because we don't need to attach to our loved ones. We allow ourselves to be our primary uh, safe haven and secure base. So you know how to tend to yourself for your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. And then to express that with flexible boundaries because boundaries are of flexibility the adult way. The erroneous assumption that boundaries are rigid are for adaptive children, those non-disciples, the ones who are not seeking to tend to their emotional plane and resolve their trauma wounds or attachment ruptures. And as Terry Real points out, he does relationship mindfulness. So for couples and really all friends, all people, even with the polyamory, our couples relationship anarchy doesn't mean that we don't have conversations we do <clears throat> we just have a very specific way of being free to allow each other to be ourselves and that's because we are secure within our own skin and our own head and so we don't need reconfirmation but we always do our best to speak as much as possible about everything so <clears throat> speaking about things equals we're both adults and or more. Nobody's a parent of another. And that's where, as Terriel points out, children get abandoned, not adults. So your partner is not the person who's meant to heal you necessarily. They're there to support you like you are there to support them. The healing part. And here's where, of course, people can grow together, self-empowerment. But growing together means that there's the awareness of both and or more individuals of wanting to pursue their own personal development and so here's where in those circumstances let's say like for me with my tone i'll use me and my mother and twin they know that i'm working on my tone because i always tell them sometimes they are <clears throat> okay that i'm still working on it sometimes they're not but every time it comes up we still talk about it and we still have the same discussions about it, and I still continue to work on it, because I can try to work with tricks and nicks to try and catch my tone before it gets out, and then choosing how to replace that modality, and so, for example, I've been trying, you know, to pause a little bit longer <coughs> to identify if it's a specific topic, and usually it is a specific topic, by the way, like my area, my room, changing my room, changing stuff that is in my area, okay? My routine. So these are all very much personal. And we all have patterns, right? So we all have routines, which is why it makes sense and which is why it is the two-year-old. So learning how to say no without the two-year-old is what I'm still working to do. And it's all from the vocal cords of me and the ventral vagal that is not engaged. 
while with other people it's straightforward so 5d person will typically know how to move into ventral vagal with each other because that's self-empowerment the love cycle individual the shame cycle once they're in a love cycle and so it is once a person's out of their insecure attachment style habits and so they're out of inner critic outer critic they're out of compulsive activities of all types running food drugs sex uh, alcohol even gambling with money whatever it is that was self-soothing in some way shape or form you know we have people who the part about um, kleptomania i think it is so when you get <clears throat> into good somatic sensory motor therapy and trauma therapy they can help people to get out of this because it does take a certain amount of, of years for rewiring to happen but if a person's doing personal development this is the part you choose to disengage you identify the trigger you identify the emotion that arises you identify how to be mindful and sit with yourself and because you choose self-compassion and you work with the relationships of people who are mindful of you and want to support you. So when your secure connections are always there for you with safe haven, safe bases, of course, secure bases. I know I've been calling them safe bases, but the accurate term from PolySecure is secure bases. So when we have those relationships, those are all Zen master relationships, of course. But you can find the adoptive children, the disciples that support you in moments throughout your life as well okay and the difference is noted because of the consistency of those people <clears throat> another side note for anyone who's still in 3d 4d they actually believe that people are good or bad that there's evil and that there's demonic stuff or that there's uh, heaven and angel stuff and as somebody who grew up with Jesus and religion and am connected to the sphere of consciousness, I can tell you, like, uh, I think the name is Abraham Hicks, where she or he or they talk about the fact that angels are uh, present for this energetic presence, something about consciousness. And of course, they exist because, you know, if you've got a buttload of people that believe in them, plus obviously we know that in history there are also those who have existed so they stay alive within the realm of consciousness <clears throat> kind of like that one cartoon uh what is it called the kid that goes to the land of the dead during uh cinco de mayo it's a disney one it's cute i love it uh, but i forget the name right now so he um goes back and it shows that there's one man who's basically being forgotten and essentially, this is where Sabine, if you remember Sabine, the physicist lady, she actually says that there's two theories that there can be a complete destruction of matter, but one has been disproven. And the other, I didn't finish to watch the video yet. So it might not be true that something can actually disappear forever from the consciousness sphere. This is to say, when you're a 5D person, you are able as a mystic to understand going beyond spirituality, not as something that is against the religions or the spirituality or the belief. It's not going against those stories. It's going beyond them. And here's why we are 5D and integrated minds. We use left, which is saying, okay, 
we have a plus b we have religion we have spirituality we have these angels this heaven and hell and these groups of people with these groups of uh, monotheistic religions then we have spirituality and with these groups of beliefs these stories then we have the metaphysics as a terrorism people with these stories these stories so we get all of these a b c d e f g and then we know that physicist science says okay none of this is true it's all energy quote unquote they say it's all energy they give us mathematical equations and explanations so we have it all here together in our right mode because we work with both left and right. We're like, well, they all sit here. We're not going to delete anything. We are able to deal with the unknown, uncertainty, and unwanted very easily and see the patterns of the patterns and the relationality between all of these topics and see how they work. And in fact, that's why for the Enlightenment Soul Age Group Mystic, we are in the infinite higher human consciousness potential experience it's because science is what continues once spirituality becomes solely a story once religion solely becomes a story this is not that part of it does not erase when people have existed like jesus he's existed as a human being this there's proof of the person existing so people forget that there's history and there are actually things that have happened but then there are other things that are stories like the Adam and Eve thing is a story from what they have told me. It was not a part of the Bible. And I found that out as an adult. And I was like, why would they make up shit? That, that's fucked up. Why would you make up shit? And here's where even in school, when I've been told things that I end up finding out they're not true. It's like, why would you tell me wrong information? This doesn't make any sense, especially if I'm paying a buttload of money. <clears throat> but long story short, 5d individuals expand consciousness so we are the pink tainted glasses with the dark tainted glasses and we don't fall out of our brain we're simply put people who are creatives because we put together more than one topic and we don't feel lost it's only the adaptive children in fact the non-disciples who feel lost when we present to them that we don't and we learn how to disengage from those conversations in an effort to not be unkind because we don't like to be unkind and also to not use our time when we're not being heard because those people have decided that they've made up their mind about us already. So <clears throat> the 5D person will disengage from any type of battle because we don't do battles with our loved ones and we don't do battles with people especially when it comes to subject matters since there's an infinite number of pieces of information and even as a kid had i been presented science i would have as i did with the teenage boyfriend who basically told me you only believe because you're afraid of death I reacted as a teenager with my charge state as my 14, 15, 16-year-old. It was actually 15 or 16. Or maybe, five. yeah, 15 probably. <clears throat> and so that was that fight reactiveness. But they didn't believe me. And so I had to let it go. And what I learned was that I would not be trying in any way, shape, or form ever to prove my heart. Because if this person who was at the time... The love of my life that was going to marry me and we were going to be together I didn't want already at that point kids and they did so that was a bit of an issue but you know this is where when we broke up it was very clear <laughs> obviously that we were meant to break up if you will but 
at the time of the conversation and the discussion, there was a different reality in place. So with that in mind, I was like, wow, if the person who I'm going to share my life with doesn't <clears throat> actually believe me, and no matter what I'm saying, they keep on wanting to tell me they know my heart and me more than what I'm, so they're not believing in my truth. Well then, it's, 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 a, it's a done deal. I definitely will not be trying to prove my heart. Plus, they also took a topic that is quite important because Jesus is very important to me because he's the example of what love is. And love is everything to a 5D person, a love cycle person. Um, we are immediately unconditionally loving towards ourselves and others with flaws and imperfections. So we're a differentiated self. At three, I was already telling my mother not to spank me. Anybody who loves humanity, you know what I'm talking about because you will have the same feeling towards humanity. You are compassionate beyond a reason. Nobody needed to tell you to do it. Now, for me, I had Jesus again, and I'm thankful to this day. There are aspects that you go through in this uh, ascension stuff. What I have noticed is the 3D, 4D people have stayed within that mindset. <clears throat> the adoptive children have stayed within their rigid mindsets. They are not growing more forgiving or nuanced. No, no, no. They actually are clinging on to dear life as they see the dismantling of what they are, um, what they're using in a way to provide them meaning for life and purpose. And so here's where, when you're your own secure base, when you know what you desire and what you want to build and what you want to do and what you value. Okay, so I'll use me, subject matters. Ever since I was a kid, I knew I wanted to go to school and get my degree. That's why I didn't want kids. I'm like, if I have a kid, I'm going to have to devote myself to kids. I don't want to devote myself to kids. I want to help people. I want to help a lot of people, not just some people, okay? So I already knew that, 16. And then there are other factors as well, but that was a very important one. And this is <clears throat> something that even in those relationships, when I move forward, I would specify, which is where the ones that we broke up, the story of my four-year relationship when they said we want different things it's because they wanted a buttload of children I didn't and maybe I would have given them one like this is the way I put it I said I give you one um, but when I'm done doing my career and this is something that they pointed out as they were trying to talk sense of you know you don't want the same things I do so it's just better that we stay friends which is what stayed and at the end of the day, I'm super, super happy. As, as always, uh, when you know who you are, this is the part you get super happy. And that is a person who, even though there were other aspects behind the scenes of why they did what they did, they did know me enough to say, you will hate me if you give up what you want to do. Ten years down the line, you will hate me. Their words, not mine. And the minute they said, you will hate me, I said, you know what? You're right. I would hate you. <clears throat> because this is the part of when, again, you know your heart. So if you know what you have interest in, you do it. Your secure base is your head and your body. It's you. I knew as a kid I wanted to help people, and I kept moving forward towards that. I knew I wanted a degree, and I kept moving towards that. 
I knew I wanted to do job. I kept moving towards that. It's very simple. Now, people with secure attachment have this ability to choose. I see many people who had secure attachment growing up. They're not their Zen master. And they're part of the little disciple group that point the finger at the compulsive thieves. And they want to say to people like me, we're right. Tell us we're right. And people like me will say, no, no. I'm not going to tell you you're right. I don't like what you're doing. I think you're being mean to a person who needs help. So I understand that you have your choices. You, you want to be rigid. You don't like to forgive people. You have your list of commands. Uh, you know you're right. You have all your confirmation bias here. Great for you. <clears throat> Keep telling me why you believe what you believe and getting all charged up. I get it. I, I just don't agree with you. I, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> I don't agree with your manners. I don't agree with the modality. I will not be joining you in shaming, blaming, faulting, or for heaven's sake, I definitely don't talk to me about revenge. The minute you tell me you're doing anything that is in a revenge mode, I will say it's normal, but it's a safety behavior and it equates vengeance, which equates evil. So if you're going to point a finger at someone, I think you might want to look at your consciousness first, because right now you're letting me in on a little information that you're doing something out of spite and that's not an emotion that's positive it is protecting you though from something so how about you tend to your wound and stop being what is not a very nice person in this moment and or stop saying you're a nice person and then maybe you know you might have at least objectiveness with your own consciousness but <clears throat> please just disengage because the reality is if you're in revenge or vengeance it's a biochemistry of fear your brain is in a loop thinking. You're not thinking clearly. You're in your temporal junction. You're in a charge state. You're in structural dissociation right now. You're really reflecting in this moment a thought that is taking place because of attachment ruptures and trauma wounds. And I have had moments of conversations of these types. And I was able to calm people down, but not enough to actually support them once the calming talking down happened. And here's where it's unfortunate because people will talk about their reactivity in a way that is justified to themselves and to others. And, oh, but see, I showed them who was right. I showed you. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And then they're not actually in any type or shape or form a person who's mature emotionally, mentally, and they really didn't do something that is uh, within their own value they did something that was reactive and in a fight mode <clears throat> the fight mode is justified by stories from movies and stereotypes and a lot of other things like people not agreeing to just go with the ethical non-monogamy seriously when i see women or men or non-binary so they yelling about cheating why don't you guys have gals and days a chat about ethical non-monogamy you'd be better off than putting this front up we're not in the middle ages anymore and so you know it is what it is but some people are not able to see beyond and uh, they act like the disciples you need to kick out the compulsive thief they've done it again uh, no you need to forgive the compulsive thief. Now, forgiveness is something important to know. The 5D person, we don't need to forgive anyone. We know that we all do the best we can. And so when we're around those disciples that are non-disciples and the compulsive thief, 
So those who have inner critic, outer critic, then they do compulsive drugs, alcohol, sex, food, uh, running, uh, binge watching of stuff, playing games, what else, work. Um, there are also other things that become compulsive. So when you are doing something compulsively, let me specify, it means that you use it as a stress relief and that if you don't do it, that you are upset and that you then can't have any alternatives. So the perfect example in here is where karma comes into the mix. Uh, you have to have coffee every morning. If you don't, it puts you in a bad mood. Okay, so if you have to run because otherwise you don't know how to unwind, you haven't become creative to expand on how to unwind. And, and it's more like if you can't do without it, so, and or it becomes sanctified, non-sanctified, so it has to happen this way. Anything that is compulsive and that you don't actually have an awareness and an ability to moderate <clears throat> is something that you're using to soothe. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing to learn to self-soothe, but you want to do it in a way that brings you inner well-being, which is where those who have insecure attachment styles, so they have attachment ruptures, they don't know how to tend to their actual inner nurturing, their inner well-being, because they were wired in a way for the disconnected, they are cut off from their body, and that's the avoidant, because their body had to shut down that seat of empathy and the emotional. So they longed to attach, but they didn't have enough right brain stimulation. They were only in contact with their caregiver when they were being given directions. And so left, great, but the right with emotions, they <clears throat> also don't have necessarily much memory. And you'll recognize the inconsistency when they answered the um adult attachment interview for the attachment categories. Then we have preoccupied, they don't know how to receive, and their self completely doesn't exist when somebody else comes into the picture because they're meeting those people's needs. But they're always afraid the shoe's going to drop, so they get preoccupied. So they're hyper aware, and they're in only pretty much their right brain mode, so they're excessively in the right and subconscious and emotional and then we have the fearful avoidant style, which is the disorganized attachment category. The fearful avoidant has a wire defense mechanism and um, attachment system, so they want to attach, but their flight fight freeze is on as well. This is dangerous, don't attach, because their household is not safe. So they have the desire to attach, they have a secondary attachment category, which can be secure, avoidant, or ambivalent. And uh, in fact, for the styles, I believe they specify it this way, that the fearful avoidant goes between disconnected and uh, preoccupied. So they will switch back and forth depending on the partner they're with, and they're destabilized. So there's a fragmented self <clears throat> for the disorganized attachment category. There is a disconnected self for the avoidant. There's a preoccupied, and that would be anxious, and that's the ambivalent. So the understanding that all these insecure attachment styles or the non-secure attachment categories and then the disorganized attachment category equates a person who does not know how to tend to their own inner well-being because they will know 
something that is not <clears throat> consistent, contingent communication for their emotional and their mental well-being. So there will be ways that they self-soothe. For example, for the disconnected avoidant, they need to be alone. When they get too much emotions, they don't know how to handle it until they start to meet more compassionate gazing eyes, more skin to skin, but they would be the ones who need to move more into it versus withdraw, which is instead what they do. They are like absent partners. So if you're an intuitive, what this means is you'll pick up on nothing. In fact, they will basically be inexistent. It will be like you don't mean anything to these people. And I have plenty of avoidant, at least a handful of them. And I can tell you throughout all the years, it's so true. But I know, and that was intuitively, even before learning about these attachment ruptures and the unresolved trauma, I knew intuitively that it wasn't true that they don't care. It's just their way of, their, it's their love language. <clears throat> so the functional adult that's where our uh, 5D people are at, and you being your Zen ma master is the Enlightenment Soul A Troop. So some people can be basically actual disciples working on self-transformation, and those are the other Soul A Troops in a 5D state of consciousness. Being compassionate beyond a reason, and that would be where you, whether disciples or non-disciples, compulsive thieves or not, you're always prepared and ready and available because you can stand in your own safe haven secure base and that's because you are uh, choosing so you choose love it's easy for us to choose fierce love because we're not afraid of being vulnerable we understand that it means being in a space of risk so when we speak our heart we'll always speak it to the truth and that means even, you know, things that other people won't. As for the insecure attachment styles, again, insecure ruptures, attachment ruptures, and um, trauma, those have safety behaviors. So people can become vengeful and spiteful. And when they do that, the Zen master knows how to meet that with compassionate mirror, which they don't like. So the shame if it chooses, a person chooses to not dissolve and accept the compassionate mirror. <clears throat> so that means if a person reacts with their biochemistry of fear and in their loop thinking, starts making up inner critic and then outer critic and then chooses their, com their compulsive mechanism of self-soothing. So let me go drink. Let me go have sex with somebody else. Let me go um, have, I don't know, uh, let me go bet I'm a gambler. Let me go do drugs. Let me go uh, eat a bunch of food and then have sex and then do drugs and then do this and then do that. And in the meantime, I say, ah, see, they don't mean anything to me. I was right. Ah, they don't mean shit. So that's something that a person can play off very easily to themselves when they've had a couple of nights of sex with somebody and then they just kind of, ah, it's just a friend, nobody big, no big deal. And that's, you know, year after year, people will do that. The ability to recognize that you've done something like that and thrown away a relationship, it's always where uh, it will require years before a person can recognize that because they choose to give up on their self the minute that instead of speaking about the feelings of defectiveness. So if you don't share your shame story, if you um, choose silence, which is what people do when they have these uh, habits 
they choose silence because they think they can one-up other people. They think so because their biochemistry is in fear thinking, which means they're in loop thinking, excuse me. The fear doesn't look like fear necessarily, but they also will have a bunch of stories that they tell themselves. I don't believe in love. I don't trust in people. All humanity is assholes. This guy or gal or they cheated on me. This person did that. Look at all this. Oh, look, all the movies they show me how people treat each other. Oh, I keep on getting the gossip, the envy, the jealousy. So they find all these examples of non-disciples or disciples of the compulsive thieves, the compulsive liars, cheaters. You know, when people use ghosting, gaslighting, manipulating, a 5D person knows that those are not evil. Evil doesn't exist. Evil is a created word that was only for religion as the one guy who does the evil monitor thingy, whatever he does. And the reality is, even here, the people he talks about are not evil. These are human beings who have had shame defectiveness cycles and then they get caught up in the wrong shit. Or if they have any type of psychotic traits, they're actually grandiose. I've seen some of them. These are educators. They're very inflated. They're egos and some are mystics as well. And you can tell from a mile away that they're actually basically um, cult type. But the adaptive children that are non-disciples want them because they actually hold the same type of <clears throat> energetic imprint. That's how I'm going to put it as a mystic, because it's an energetic imprint, but it does connect to the unresolved trauma and attachment ruptures. They share a story. So because they share the story, they like the story, they like the idea. And those are non-disciples, 3D, 4D, and other soul age groups that are in 3D, 4D. The 5D person will see through the bullshit. And that's because they're objective with themselves. So they know their own story. They know their own desires. And they know how to ensure the well-being of all, not only of themselves. Because they actually care in an open-minded way. So that means he, she, they. It's good. That's good. We have what today we want. He, she, they. We will talk about other things. And we will keep in mind physical health. And our science will show physical health. We know data versus other stuff. So there, this is the part science will keep moving forward. But putting that to the side and back to our channeled guidance, um, the individuals who are their own Zen masters are able to consistently recognize when there's a wound present because the energy is definitely not vibrating in love. It is vibing low and it is vibing when we perceive vengeance. It's not scary. No, when we perceive anything that's a bit slimy and yucky and in this like type of um, it's a very specific energy. And I try not to describe it too much because I think that for me, I've been given specific types of, of uh, vocabulary and I have yet to expand it more. The energetic imprint is just one that is definitely sad. It's just sad for me because of knowing about <clears throat> the shame cycle. So I want to leave it alone because the energy is actually, I'm able to describe it if I wanted to, but I don't because it's uh, sad when I think of the people who are in these energies because they're only in these energies because they actually have a uh, contorted, a contorted, ideology based on attachment wounds and trauma ruptures 
and their own nervous system not being in a restorative embodied self and they have not tried to get their inner well-being on path they have tried to adhere and they are adhering thanks to the 4d 3d people who have chosen to make their entire life that it so long story short we're going to leave that one to the side because here's what the 5d does know is that inner well-being is the optimized version of humanity, which is integration of the mind and restorative embodied self. There is no fear of what's to come because we know that life always leads itself to the best next step. And humanity does not actually live the best next step in yellow. We do not compete with each other on purpose. Those are all adaptive children who are in yellow zone. And they don't know that that's an insecure ego, but we do, which is why we will not point a finger at them we will not shame blame fault or revenge anyone we will stand our ground like the zen master we will not even use the word forgiveness because nobody needs any forgiveness nobody owes anyone anything and the fact that it is quote-unquote unfair to be <clears throat> treated in specific ways you know what makes us happy to get educated and to have more compassion it makes us happy because if there's one thing that I will say as we're closing out is I've consistently, in the absence of knowing about unresolved trauma and attachment wounds, the 4D realm consistently would trigger me in a way of me being pissed as fuck at all these tarot readers and all these people who keep to this day breaking things into karmics and energy vampires and dark auras and even for the people that talk about a psychopath, a sociopath, or a narcissist as evil, or the ones who now they take their label and they're just performing, and that's sad too, but, you know, it is what it is. There should be no stigma. We have technology that shows what takes place in the human being's brain and the human being's body. So what I'm personally, Maria, happy about <clears throat> is, see, since I was a kid, it was clear again with the lovely teenage boyfriend that one cannot prove one's own heart so one will tell me you're a liar you're evil you're this i accepted that to this day as an adult i accept it but there's a difference when you know that that's not true of anyone and <laughs> rejoicing is actually something it's funny because i can share that it's even better having moved beyond just jesus to where i can share with a Bezel van der Kolk, a Stephen Porges, um, Daniel Siegel, uh, Peter Levine, Diane Haller, who else? There's so many people that are in the mental health community that are good ones. <clears throat> and I can, Patrick McNamara, what he's doing with neuroscience. So there's all these people that prove what a little girl, intuitively speaking, knew, which no matter what, what words you can use, man, you, you got, it's, it's hilarious just how many ways a, a human being will like to tell me how shitty human beings are, and no matter how they want to tell me, I'm like, dude, you're talking one about yourself, so now I know you feel shitty about yourself, I'm going to keep that to myself, because otherwise I'm going to have to argue, and I don't want to argue with anyone, and I don't want to insult anyone either, one, Two, I laugh inside because I'm thinking, you just limited 8 billion people and you're one human being. Like, what, what do you think you are? Uh, so the 4D people with their mysticism, I'm like, mm, I don't know. You know, kind of sounds like you're really type middle ages, you know, kind of thing going on. What, what are you talking about? So as they kept moving on with this story, 
of evil and karmics and all of these things as our lovely planet moved into 5d my mind and my heart just kept being like dude what do you you guys are so off what is this and finally you know i i was able to come across a lot more of information that gives me the ability to say to anyone who's 5d who knows this already we are just fine and dandy as human beings we need to learn if we want to how to harness that inner well-being not everybody wants to it's okay it's their their choice they get to choose whatever they want to choose <clears throat> if they want to be adaptive children and uh, disciples or non-disciples that's again a choice that a person will make for the people who actually do want to enjoy life and enjoy our loved ones we know that evil doesn't exist and that's in the entirety of humanity we know that compulsive thievery equals a shame defectiveness button some people will choose not to stand up for themselves so when they are met with compassion again they will make it their mission to actually um say it's untrue one way shape or form it doesn't matter to the 5d the zen master is not going to flinch there's going to be consistent standing in we don't have to forgive or not forgive anyone. We know what the truth is. We're all people. We all have a heart and we all have a brain and we all have a body and we will speak what we want for ourselves and we will act what we want for ourselves. So we will not say you must take that shame and dissolve it and you must <clears throat> allow me to say you're unconditionally loved. No, if you want to consider yourself defective, problematic, you know, that's up to you. So we learn how to disengage from uh, trying to tell people that they're loved if they eventually lead us to not be able to share that, you know. Um, what we know more than anything is that every person has a self that is pure at heart, but to get to that, there has to be for those who have a shame cycle. So the disciples or non-disciples and then the compulsive thieves <clears throat> there has to be a person there that says, you know, my life, I'm worthy. And so are all these other people. I'm going to have compassion for myself when I make a mistake. And I'm not going to do inner critic, outer critic. And I'm not going to do these compulsive activities. And with the basics of psychoeducation, you learn that our species innate nature is to be with each other. It's the attachment system to meet each other with safe and uh, soothing tones and secure tones so the contingent communication is what everybody will experience expectancy will expect to be met the infant of you expects to be soothed and to be safe and to be fed and to be hugged if you're not hugged your ventral vagal nerve cannot engage if you're not given skin to skin contact if you're not looked at if you're not played with emotionally if you're not attuned with a third of the times and then repairing the ruptures. So a lot of people, they don't have these choices, these opportunities. <clears throat> it is the 5D person, the 5D light worker. And this is where for the enlightenment soul age group, particularly we that are Zen masters of ourselves are the secure base of ourselves and safe havens. So we create secure connections. And right now what's beautiful is we are here for those compulsive people who want to get out for the disciples who want to grow up 
the non-disciples, they're going to continue following their non-disciple leader because they definitely will move away from the Zen master because once you're met with, you must forgive the compulsive thief, you know, they'll typically, well, there's two ways the non-disciple will react. They might actually leave <clears throat> or they might just accept and then they stay within their realm, adoptive children, and that's why we mingle and tingle with all people. So 3D, 4D, 5D, we're all friends, nobody is cut out. Our thoughts are always empowering and loving for the 5D person. Everyone who moves into 5D moves out of shame cycle and into love cycle, and so our oversold pieces, they grow bigger, more. We have more friends, we have more loved ones, we have more people, and on the note of uh, moving beyond religion, spirituality, and anything that is in within the realm of stories, we don't say it's not true. We just move beyond and understand the science. And so here's where there is not evil in the way of demons. There is a person who has specific types of ways and patterns of behavior that if they're not aware of, they don't know about their shame cycle. And that if a person is an intuitive, I am, we will pick up. Now, the 4D, because they believe in energy vampires and dark auras, they don't pick up on the same shit. Because they live in the bandwidth of 4D, they've chosen it. The 5D person, we don't live in that bandwidth. So when we see things 4D sees, we actually know to sit with it, contemplate it, bring love to it. And we don't waver, not even an inch, because we know our hearts, our minds, and our bodies. And they're human. And they stand in a space of, wow, that was a really interesting dream that was. Hmm. Wow, I can really pick up on this person right now. This is a very fascinating energy they got going on. Huh, I can, you know, <clears throat> side note, and, and we'll close with this one. When I'm around people, I don't do drugs. I've never done any drug in my life. And so I'm not familiar with what to look for. But I've been informed in, in, in the years of people who do cocaine and the past couple of years I hang out in this one place. And what I noticed was that around the big man baby child who he, his, his attached cry gets really activated when he's excited. So he gets very excited and hyper arousal. And there's this other person, beautiful person, beautiful human being. And apparently they make use of cocaine every now and then. So this happened two or three times when they are together where my nervous system goes haywire, meaning I need to leave because my actual body begins to almost get into what is my panic attack mode. So that's how I recognize it. <coughs> and I've been learning personally, you guys know this, how to work with that physical plane. So the Enlightenment Soul Age Group 5D Mystic, you're here like I am. And I'm, I'm using an example because see, here's not me saying, let me avoid hanging out with these people. No. With the big man, baby, I keep trying to tell him I need space from you. He keeps not understanding, but he keeps on respecting. And, you know, it'll eventually lead to a, a constant. But the other person, when they're actually uh, brought to calm down, <clears throat> I can be around them. So what I'm trying to say is we will, nervous systems to nervous systems, co-regulate. It's not their fault that they're hyper aroused and that I pick up on that. It's not my fault either. And so while 4D will judge people or 3D or even other soul age groups, ah, those are people. The 5D, we're the Zen master. Again, those disciples are the ones who are circling that compulsive thief. We don't circle anyone. We're welcoming and loving and compassionate because we're all imperfect and flawed. 
none of my business what you do with your life. My business is letting you in on I need some space, which is what I share very straightforwardly with as much love as possible. Doesn't matter whether big baby man child understands or not. I will get my space. As for the other person, they're not always around. But the last time they were, I said, you know, what's happening right now is that I need to calm both of you down because together you're a really, really exaggerated energy or I can move. I can easily move. I'm okay with moving. So grown-ups, Zen masters, 5D people in Enlightenment Soul Age Group, mystics, we know how to speak our words and we know how to love all people because why not? We don't judge. That's for the adaptive children to do. And that's not the 5D land, by the way. So looking forward to hearing your thoughts and experiences. Have a wonderful day.